this is a game where I don't mind Mayfield throwing the ball 42 times. I don't mind it. I think he's going to get his 300 yards. Doesn't guarantee a win. You can't go into this game conservative. This ain't the Carolina Panthers. Buccaneers fans, this is it. Divisional round of the playoffs. Ira Kaufman is in the house. He's the Baron of Big Storm Beer, Mr. Bill Curry Ford himself, the King of Newport Ritchie, Uncle Ira, the custodian of Canton. I'm Steve Isbitz of JoeBucksFan.com. Lee DeKemper of JoeBucksFan.com is here. And over at Bill Curry Ford, 0% financing rules the day on 2023 models. So many. All the details at BillCurryFord.com. You can see them at JoeBucksFan.com. The F-150s, the Edges, the Ford Escapes, the Ford Broncos Sports, the Expeditions. 0% financing for 72 months. This is an exclusive offer only at BillCurryFord.com. Thank you to the Curry family for making this available to the community. But Bill Curry Ford is about pre-owned vehicles, body work, incredible service. The brand new redesigned dealership, the Giant, uh, that we've been talking about for a while. It is, you can go see it now. BillCurryFord.com. GM Sean Sullivan is ready. Biggest Bucks fan in the world. He's tied with a lot of people, but he's he's in that category. He loves talking ball, and he'll give you that Ira Kaufman discount. Just reach out, BillCurryFord.com, or stop in a mile north of Raymond James Stadium. And today, fans, today, $5 Pirate's Fortune Pints. It's a new beer from Big Storm Beer. $5 Pirate Fortune Pints, dollar wings, $13 Tampa-style Cubans with fries. They've got their crew punch. Big Storm Brewing Company in Ybor City, upstairs, Centro Ybor. Big Storm Brewing Company, Clearwater, 49th Street, just south of Olmerton Road. They're both big, beautiful locations. You can sit indoors, outdoors. Fantastic. Just Big Storm is great. Great food. Check out the menus, bigstormbrewery.com. And you can also see the tap rooms in Orlando at the Amway Center and a place where we sometimes record the Ira Kaufman podcast, State Road 54, right off State Road 54, Success Drive in Odessa, up there, their Pasco location, Big Storm Brewing Company. Florida's best craft beer is Big Storm Beer and Florida's Elite Restoration. Be prepared. We've seen changes in weather this year. We've seen all kinds of disasters. You got to be prepared for your home or your business property. Florida's Elite Restoration.com. Go there today. See what they do. See why you call them first if you have a disaster at your home. And they'll go to battle for you with your insurance company. Call them first. Free evaluation at your property with high tech equipment. If it's mold, fire, storm damage, flood, whatever it is, call them. And then if you need to move forward, then you'll reach an agreement. And they'll restore your property, get your insurance money for you, and uh, tell them you heard about them from Joe Bucks fan or the Ira Kaufman podcast when you call. And if you eventually need their services, you'll get $500 back. Maybe that's just cash for your deductible or just cash back if you're paying for restoration yourself. Florida's Elite Restoration.com. All right, Sage, man, we are so thankful for all of our great uh, supporters. And the podcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, JoeBucksFan.com. Always exciting to uh, to talk to the people here like we do. Ira, it's going to be a fun off-season up at the Combine. I know you're planning to uh, make your return there first time since 2016. So that should be a lot of fun. We'll be uh, talking to all kinds of people. We already have some stuff lined up. Very exciting times. Now, Ira, it couldn't be more exciting than it is right now. And, you know, I want to ask you this from a perception standpoint. We're going to talk about the game. 
game. But Gerald McCoy went out there blasting. Todd Bowles has had to endure a bunch of, quote, a bunch of BS from the media and fans. You know, he never wavered. He never blinked. He kept the team focused, uh, reinforced the message. And uh, you know what? He just, you know, greeted them all the time with hard times. Like, so what? Now what? Let's keep, keep grinding away. Your column was a little bit about that. Uh, with the quotes you had from safeties coach Nick Rapone. But I got to ask you, Ira, do you think Todd Bowles got a bit of a raw deal this year or the criticism that he endured uh, was fair? When they were four and seven, I thought he deserved everything he got. Wait, they lost six out of seven games after a very good start. Um, and they look terrible doing it, by the way. Terrible. You know, some of the games, the Atlanta game in Tampa well, was a disaster. You can't lose that game when the, when the Falcons are coughing up the ball. Time and again at their uh, at the buck one yard line, you got to win that game. So in that respect, and I think even uh, the staunchest Buck supporter would say uh, he deserved the heat. Looked like the season was falling apart. You know, the theme of my column was at that point, Bulls steered the ship very consistently, very well. People didn't turn on each other. We only had Godwin's wife, you know, pop off a little bit on Twitter. But uh, you know, and we had, yeah, yeah, and we had Devin White. You know, going through his funk. I can't blame Bowles for that. But for the most part, Lee, you see what happens with other teams when they're in these kind of tailspins. Guys are pointing fingers. Guys are popping off. They're sulking. They don't like the coach. I don't think he ever lost the room, Lee. I don't think he ever lost the room. And yeah, people want him to be more animated at the podium. Heck, Lee, you and I want want better sound bites out of Todd Bowles, speaking personally. But he, he is who he is, Lee. He is who he is. And look what's happened. I mean, they're one of four NFC teams. They're a lively underdog. I don't know if they're going to win this game, but it wouldn't be crazy if they did. Will you imagine the Bucks in the NFC championship game? I don't care if they ten be a 10-point underdog going to San Francisco. Who cares? I mean, that would be remarkable. Absolutely remarkable for a team that lost six out of seven. you got to give him his props. He wanted Dave Canales. Canales has done a pretty good job. He wanted to integrate some young players. Well, he's done so successfully. His game plans the last two weeks have been fabulous. And there's no reason to think he's not going to come up with another beauty Sunday in in Ford Field. Surely he has earned at least one more year at one buck place. I think even uh, his biggest uh, critic wouldn't argue with that. Is he coach of the year? No, he's not going to win coach of the year. Because he's also the guy that uh, steered them when they lost six out of seven. He's not getting a pass on that. But overall, Lee, they're ten and eight with this team. It's a younger team. Baker Mayfield, you know, nobody doing anything of the guy. Lee Todd Bowles has done a darn good job with this team. Yeah, he's done a solid job. There's still some questions. In some respects, in some, I do think the criticism was a little unfair. And I'll, I'll be precise here. Now, I you and I on one of the issues, you and I have spoken about this before. I think a lot of the people that were get rid of bowls, fire bowls, that crowd was still smarting from the uh, Cooper Cup play in the divisional round back in uh, 2021 that basically beat the Bucks. That one play where the Bucks become, and there, there are still, to this day, people are, they always bring that up. And so if you're criticizing a head coach because of that, well, I mean, that's one play. And I can't even kill Bulls for that because I look at the big picture. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they never would have won a Super Bowl without the guy. I don't think. I still believe the job he did against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, years from now, that will be talked about. You know, the farther we get away from it, 
the more that looks so good. You know, holding them nine points is crazy. And then my pet peeve is when people want to get rid of Bowles because he's not a cartoon character on the sidelines. He's not shocking. I want a guy that's fired up. Well, I want a guy that's smart. I don't give the damn if he picks his nose, does backflips. I don't care. Just coach up. The Pro Football Hall of Fame is loaded with coaches who had the personality of a telephone pole. Now, someone was uh, saying, hey, Bowles doing a lousy job because X's nose, or maybe he wasn't playing Yaga Diaby early enough. Those type of things, sure, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Steve, a couple of quick points to what Lee was saying before I turn it over to you. One, anybody who's still thinking about that Cooper Cup play, I mean, get over it. Steve, what people forget, it's easy to forget. The Rams won a Super Bowl that year. They had a much better team than the Bucs. They kicked the Bucs' ass that day. The Bucs should have never been in the game. I mean, let's be honest. We were there. I think they were up 27-3 or something. I mean, it was a runaway. So the fact that the Bucs made it a game is remarkable in itself. The Rams were better than the Bucs that, that year, and they proved it. Steve, I think part, part, not all of it, but part of, you know, the criticism and the skepticism I think the fact that they got off to that 3-1 getaway, Steve, nobody saw that coming, including the very first game in Minneapolis. They weren't supposed to win that game. And that created, you know, bigger expectations, Steve, for a team that I picked to go 6-11. and uh, I forgot what you guys picked, uh, maybe 8-9. And, and so here they are at 10-8, and eight, Steve, two wins away from uh, a Super Bowl berth. Uh, it, it is a remarkable story. I just heard Rex Ryan Steve on uh, the Mad Dog, and he was going over to four games. And when he came to the the Bucks Lions game, he almost sounded like he was picking the picking the Bucks because he thinks uh, the Bucks strength plays into the uh, Detroit weakness, which is uh, defense. I'll tell you this, Steve. But we'll get into this game later. But this game looks like a thirty-one twenty-seven matchup. But Steve Bowles has done a least sol- has solid job. I'm, I'm okay with that. Solid job. I was going to say, I think it really comes back to what you mentioned, which is where you thought of this team before it started. So you just said before, oh, I didn't think anything about uh, May- who expected anything from Baker Mayfield. Sage, all summer long, you said, I'm not worried about Baker Mayfield. You were more worried about the rest of the team. And Lee picked nine and eight. I picked eight and nine. So I think if you if you were in that eight and nine, nine and eight camp uh, and said, hey, you know, Mayfield should be okay. The division sucks and we got a lot of talent. Then you don't really see Bulls as some great overachiever except for the playoff win. Now, I'm not going to claim that I would have ever thought the Bucks would have won a playoff game, but I thought they would have gone eight and eight. And who knows about the last week? Lee said nine and eight. So I don't know. I don't know if Bulls is some great grand overachiever. If we look at each game by game, but he's had a good year and I think he's improving and the team has been improved. Really, that's all you could ask for from a coach is to, hey, you know, play pretty well, get in the playoffs and have your team improving, we'll take it, you know, considering all the the new coaches and all that and new quarterbacks. So yeah, I'd give him a a grade for the season. I'll give, including the playoffs, I'll give him a a B plus. A B plus. That sounds right, Steve. That sounds right. Lee, I think he's getting a little better at situational football, clock management, a little bit better, more aggressive, more aggressive, generally speaking. And we like that. And Lee, he's got the defense playing well right now. After that debacle uh, against New Orleans, you know, like you said, you put an asterisk on the Carolina game. But, you know, even though A.J. Brown didn't play, they, they still had weapons. They still had Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and Smith, and, and they did nothing. The Eagles did nothing. Now, Jared Goff's a whole nother 
problem because I think he generally plays very well against Bowles' defenses. Lee, that could be a problem. That's a good unless, point. Yeah, unless Bowles changes up things uh, markedly. But um, uh, B plus, Lee, I, I, I think that's a fair grade. Yeah, that's fair. I, I probably would have said a B or maybe a B minus, but solid job. I guess you could say good job, especially uh, maybe I'm undervaluing what he did uh, Monday night. You know, I hear other people, they're raving about it. You know, hey, wow, six-man front. And, and I guess he did that once before from what Casey Rogers said. they did. Him and Bulls did that once before back with the Jets because, oddly enough, they, they wanted to stop playoff Lenny. So he decided to load up on the front. Now, would the Bucks have been able to get away with that at A.J. Brown? been healthy i don't know that that's a fair question but basically outside of uh smith jamal hurts had nobody to throw to because he didn't have any time that's right that's so, right so sage just i mean i know the focus for the lions game is very much on the matchups you know the lions uh have allowed the second most uh, long passes this year of any team their secondary isn't that great a lot of people say they don't have a guy to match up to mike evans uh, alex smith the, the former quarterback he was on the radio saying hey i just watched the film of that game and the bucks missed seven excuse me six deep shots that they that guys running wide open that they didn't capitalize on in that game he wasn't blaming anybody but saying that the film showed that it was there and uh, but my question for you ira is is really and i think it's the key to the game is the bucks defense up to this because the lions are a, a surefire <laughs> is it, the, the dogs are barking I, the lions are a surefire juggernaut so you know they put up the points uh they got the running game they got the passing game they're they've got the quarterback with uh better numbers in baker mayfield more experience and uh what do you think do you think the defense is up for this uh, that's a fair point steve i mean it, this this is a much bigger challenge than an eagle team without aj brown and an Eagle team in tatters. Amon, you know, Ross St. Brown, the guy's fantastic. He, he's fantastic. He's the guy who made that clutch catch on, you know, to get that first down that clinched the Rams game last week. The guy's amazingly consistent. He's like a better Chris Godwin. That, that, that's who he is. He don't drop a ball. He scores touchdowns. He's going to be a problem. I think the key is to make Goff uncomfortable, Steve, because if he sits in that pocket, he, he, he has a tendency to shred the Bucks. Steve, I don't have the numbers in front of me. We all know that crazy game, Steve, when, when the Bucks played the Rams, and it was, you know, 51-45 or whatever it was. Uh, incredible. That was Goff. We saw Goff, uh, you know, in the 20-6 to game. He, he had a big game. He's tough. I think the Bucks are going to try to stop the run and load up and then make uh, make make the play action um, less effective than it would be uh, that if the Lions are running the ball. Steve, if the Lions have a decent ground game with those two backs, uh, and they're good backs, um, and that rookie's a home run hitter, Gibbs, if the Lions run the ball, they might put up 40 uh, on Sunday uh, indoors, weather no factor. But at the same time, I think the Bucks could score a lot of points. But, Steve, to your point, yeah, he's going to blitz. Yeah, he's going to blitz. And if they pick it up, we know that this Bucks secondary is very vulnerable. One X factor in the Bucks' favor LaPorter, who had a fantastic rookie season as a tight end, I think he scored 10 touchdowns. I don't think he's 100% late. I don't think he's close. He did, he did catch a touchdown against the Rams, but he wasn't a big factor in the game. And that's that second weapon that Goff needs besides Brown. That could help the Bucks a little bit. I, I think they got to put a lot of attention on Brown. Uh, I'm certainly not matching up, uh, even though Dean played well against Philly. You know, DeMonta Smith had, had a big game late. Yeah, big game, and, and I think Brown's better. So, uh, big challenge for the Buck defense. 
both pulls this off late and holds them to 20 points or less, bravo, Bulls. You, you wouldn't be able to say enough about Bulls if he pulls this one off. To back up what you said, Ira, you were asking about, or you said you're pretty sure Goff has good success against Bulls defense. I just pulled it up. That shootout that he had with Jameis in 2019, Yes. Goff put up 517 yards. And the other and the other ones are pretty darn impressive as well. Lee, how many completions did he have in that game? Like thirty nine or something? Forty five completions. Forty five completions. Oh, yeah, thirty five. And and you know what? It's not much worse than the other two games in twenty twenty. You know the Rams and the Bucks faced each other Monday night, if I recall correctly. It was a Monday night game. Goff put up three hundred and seventy six yards, completed thirty nine passes. Wow. And, wow. and then earlier this year, Goff put up 353 yards and uh, 30, 30 completions. He was 30 of 44. The only time he remotely struggled against Bowles, and I say remotely, oddly enough, was the 517-yard game. He had three picks that game. Three picks that game. You know what's funny, Steve, is um, you would figure he's a guy you could blitz. He's not very mobile, Steve. Uh, you know, he does a lot of things well, but that's not one of them. Forget about Lamar Jackson. I, I don't think he moves any better than Mayfield. May, maybe worse. Um, <laughs> Steve, you would you would think you could get him off his spot and, and, and make you know and make him roll out and uh, leave the pocket, but um, he's got the answers for Bulls' defense up to this point, Steve. He's certainly not going to be intimidated. He's certainly not going to uh, most likely be surprised. Maybe a little bit, and hopefully Bulls can pull something out of his hat. But he, you know, he's had plenty of work against them. I'm going to throw you a different X factor, Ira, on the other side of the ball, partially because I don't understand it. Maybe you've got an answer for me. But, you know, we've heard, you know, Lee is extolled and, and the Bucks have talked about it. And we've heard about how Rashad White is this incredible elite weapon in the passing game. Well, he's averaging over the last nine games, just 28 yards a game. His last four games, Ira, no touchdowns, three yards, 18 yards, 24 yards, 38 yards. Uh, his average per catch has gone way down. And for the last nine games, except for one exception, they sort of pulled back on him. So I don't know. Is there something going on there? Are they missing something? Do they not really believe what they're saying? Well, what do you think's going on there? Because I think him having a uh, six-catch, 60-yard game is going to be a huge key here, but he hasn't had anything like that in a long time. I've been thinking the same way, Steve. Uh, and I know uh, Lee is, uh, you know, uh, chopping at the bit to say he's a, uh, uh, what is it, a, a split end uh, in yeah. a running back's body? Misplay uh, slot receiver. Misplay slot receiver. Steve, you're, you're right. I don't really understand it. I mean, going into the Eagles game, I, I thought he was going to be the X factor as a target. He was so effective uh, at various points this season uh, as a receiver. He never drops a ball. His catch, his catch rate is fantastic. Like, it's fantastic. It's off the charts. It's gone down, uh, Ira. It's gone down from yeah, where it was uh, earlier this season. I mean, uh, it, it was at nine. I think it was at ninety percent at one point. I think it was, which is you know that, that's just remarkable. I don't really understand it, Lee, unless unless it's in the playbook, and then when you know they look at the way the defense is reacting to the play as it unfolds. Maybe they're paying a lot of attention to White as a target, Lee, more now that he's established himself. As one of the best pass, pass catching backs in football, maybe, maybe the yeah, defense, that, maybe the agree, defense has changed in a little bit uh, in that way. But he, he would be a hell of, hell of an X factor with, with, with some of those screens. Get him out in space, Lee. 
the first guy does not bring this guy down on those passes. Does not. Not not often. And I, and I agree with you, Ira. I think uh, White burned enough people that defense has started taking that away. Or at least, as Bulls like to say, disguising. You know, showing that that's not going to be available and Mayfield doesn't throw it. Right. All right, Sage, you know what? We can keep talking afterwards, but I'm going to give my uh, my selection here. I'm going to spit it out here. I hate to say this. I really do. But I think the Bucks are going to get rolled. Uh, I just don't think that the defense has enough here. I just don't see it. Now, I, I wish I did, but the, the Lions are so balanced. They put points up on everybody. The Bucks' pass defense has been a problem. All that, uh, and, and you know, yes, the corners are getting healthier, and they had a good game here, the last game. But the Eagles were, were, were reeling. This is an exact opposite team. I think the Bucks will score. I think the Bucks will move the ball. But I just think they're going to come up empty. I'm going to go uh, 37-24 Lions. All right, Lee, what do you got? This is why I'm, I'm thinking it's a close game. You know, we keep hearing the Bucks we're a different team, we're a different team. And that's true. There's a lot of guys that are playing now. I shouldn't say a lot, but some guys that are playing now that didn't play earlier in the season. Yaya, for example. And by the way, we're talking about uh, Rashad White and his numbers in the past game have gone down. Seems like teams have uh, figured out Yaya. He's still much better than Joe Tryon, but he's not having these explosive plays, these dominant plays, these impactful plays like he had before. He's still an asset, don't get me wrong. You know, we keep hearing, we're a better team, we're a different team, we're a different team. And I agree with that, I believe that. And, you know, so too are the Lions. But... This is why I think it's going to be uh, a close game. They lost the Eagles in week three by 14 points. A couple weeks later, they play the Lions. They lose the Lions by 14 points. I, I don't think the Bucks will win this game, unfortunately. As Michael Lombardi said, Cinderella wakes up when it hits the divisional round, usually. And by the way, favorites in the last 10 years in division round games, favorites are 29 and 11. I think the Bucks lose by four. I will say 30-26, Lions. Stevie, I'm the guy that picked the Eagles to beat the Bucks. Stevie, I, I, uh, I'm ashamed to admit it, but but it's out there. For shame. Um, <laughs> Stevie, I, I see I see a path for a Buck victory here, and I'm going to pick them 31-27. Now, look, the Lions are not a fluke, Stevie. They've won 21 of their last 28 games. I mean, that's a big sample size, Lee. They're playing at home. But, Lee, their defense – is average. It's mediocre. Uh, they got Hutchinson. I, I think mm-hmm. the Bucks can. I think the Bucks can handle him. They did a decent job on him. You know, in uh, week six, whatever it was. Yes. The rest of the Lions' defense. Uh, you know, not much to write home about. It's just not. They win with offense, and they're going to score their points against the Bucks. But Steve, I'm I'm putting a little stock because I've heard this from different people now, not just one that looked at the film. Of the first matchup, the regular season matchup, and I think even Mayfield alluded to this late this week. Mayfield played a lousy game. He played a lousy game, and I think he he admitted it. Uh, and part of that is, Steve, I think they had guys open all day long, and, and Mayfield couldn't hit them, or they dropped the ball. Weather will not be a factor. Evans, Godwin, flare pass uh, to, to White. Otten catches five balls. If the Bucks go down, they're not going down without a fight. Steve, uh, I, I think they can do just enough on offense. And yes, I am picking them to go to the NFC title game 
And that's a whole other story going to San Francisco. I got Bucks 31-27, Steve. The sage has spoken. All right, Ari. Now, uh, you and Lee had the Bucks losing last week. I had him squeaking out a win just because I thought Philly was imploding, but I didn't have a lot of confidence. Uh, but the sage is brimming with confidence. That's exciting. It's almost as confident as everybody is when they shop at Bill Curry Ford. Those deals are still going, Ira. 0% financing for 72 months. Extended on all new 2023 Ford F-150s, Edges, Escapes, Expeditions, and Broncos Sports. Uh, reach out to Sean Sullivan, BillCurryFord.com. He's the GM. He'll give you that Ira Kaufman discount on top of it. All right, Sage. So this game here, simple question. We saw the Bucks come out throwing, throwing, throwing against the Eagles. Do they try to do that again and sort of go for broke here? Do you really think they're going to try to establish a running game in a loud, loud stadium against a probably a defense that's playing better right now? Or will they go for broke, try to take the crowd out of it? Uh, they've been talking about 130 decibels, which is way higher than uh, the other domes around the stadium, around the country, you know, even higher than uh, what they've been clocking up in Minnesota. Or what do you think the strategy is? Or will they try to run the ball and see, see what happens and sort of roll the dice that, hey, maybe the first two possessions we try to keep it balanced? How do they handle this? Good coaching, Lee. Good coaching means you tailor your strategy, you tailor your approach to your opponent their strengths and weaknesses. And by that, I mean, Lee, they went into that game in Charlotte where they needed to win the game, and they knew that the Panther offense is awful. And it was. And they had a very conservative outlook, Lee. And they won the game 9 nothing. And Bowles is happy with that. Let's get out of here. Let's not do anything crazy and don't give them short fields. Lee, you, you can't think that way on Sunday. The Lions score against everybody, Lee. And they're going to score against the Bucks. You're not going to win this game 17-13. I'm sorry. You're not. So this is music to your ears, Lee. I'm airing it out. I don't like the Lions' pass defense. I'm doubling up on Hutchinson. I'm giving uh, I'm giving Gedeke a little help. I might even give Worfs a little help if he plays the right end side. And I'm going to give Mayfield his time to find guys. And, Lee, you know what? There's going to be open guys on the Buck side. Detroit's defense Average, mediocre. I think the Bucks have a better defense. I don't care what the numbers say. Don't run the ball more than you have to. Just, uh, you know, to show a little different look. This is a game where I don't mind Mayfield throwing the ball 42 times. I don't mind it. I think he's going to get his 300 yards. Doesn't guarantee a win. You can't go into this game conservative. This ain't the Carolina Panthers. That's very true. Now, I believe one reason the Bucks were so conservative on offense against Carolina, they were basically playing with a half a quarterback. You know, Mayfield was hurt, and uh, I don't think, you know, I, well, I think he demonstrated they couldn't throw the ball. So I think that was more by necessity than desire that they were so conservative. I could be dead wrong, but that, that's just my perception. Fair point. I don't disagree with you. Either their past defense is um, susceptible in Detroit's, and the way I look at it, so far this year, three times the Bucks have opened up the offense. They won all three and they did a really good job offensively. I think this offense is built to play wide open, or at least opened up, not conservatively. So that's why I would do it, because you know it just demonstrates that this is the strength of your team. Play to your strength. I'm not completely falling in love with Aiden Hutchinson. What I mean by that is, he is a very good player. Do not get me wrong. But Getke did one heck of a job on him the first time they played. Yeah. And there's some talk that he's going to play on the right side 
this on Detroit's right side, which would be Tristan Works. I'm not worried about Works. Yeah. What I am, what I am worried about with Hutchinson, and I think Dan Campbell's nuts if he doesn't do this. To use a Winston Churchill phrase, the soft underbelly of the Bucks offensive line <laughs> is, is, is is the interior. Yeah. Now, if you match up Hutchinson against Aaron Steady, I think all bets are off for the Bucks. Bucks. I think that's a dangerous matchup. So I I think Campbell's nuts if he doesn't try to run stunts or just even line up Hutchinson inside. I, I that, if I was Detroit, that's what I would do. That's, that's very interesting. Very interesting, Lee, because. Uh, Lee, it was only two weeks ago, and we watched the game. And Derek Brown's a very good defensive tackle for Carolina. The Bucks had no answers for him, Lee. He, he almost yeah. wrecked the game. And uh, he had his way with the Buck interior line. You make a good point. I think Hutchinson is versatile enough to do that. Not every defensive end is. But I think, he, I think he's proven that he, they do move him around. He's been effective uh, as an interior rusher. Um, I would not be surprised, Lee given how Gedeke played against them and Worf's reputation. Uh, if, if Campbell does that um, on a good percentage of uh, defensive snaps for Detroit, look how exciting a time this is, Lee, for Buck fans. They win a Super Bowl. The next year they get to the divisional round. They make the playoffs last year, albeit didn't show up in the postseason. And here they are again, Lee, four straight years. I don't, Lee, I don't care what division you're in. That's not easy to do. That's not easy no. to do. I could be dead wrong. I hope I'm not. But still a surprising statistic. This decade, only one team has more playoff wins than the Bucks. This decade. Uh, that's uh, the Chiefs. And that's just one win. So the Bucks have... Um, six wins, I think. Six. Yeah, six. Yeah, six. Going for seven. Well, let's see if it's the lucky seven, Lee. There you go. <laughs> lucky seven indeed, Sage. That would be fantastic. I hate picking against the Bucks, but yeah, we got to give it straight here. Of course, when the whistle blows... We're all cheering hard for the team. Ira, I'll let you go. I know you got national interviews to do more of them. You're in high demand. You turn down more than you do, but it's been like that since the Bucks have been winning playoff games. So we appreciate you out there telling everybody about uh, Bucks fandom and sharing the JoeBucksFan.com name. Our thanks to Florida's Elite Restoration, FloridasEliteRestoration.com. Get there. Be prepared. Big Storm Beer is the official beer of the Ira Kaufman podcast. Check JoeBucksFan.com for their great specials on game day and their new beer rollout. And Bill Curry Ford, BillCurryFord.com presents all of Ira's work at JoeBucksFan.com. Go Bucks!